Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where we feature creatives, discuss what they do, what they do to promote their creative endeavors, and try to come up with new methods that might boost their results and yours. We'll also have the occasional industry expert here to talk about what's new in digital marketing. So enjoy the show and remember to always live intentionally. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. It's been a little while since I've recorded one of these, and I've been talking with this gentleman for quite some time about doing this, and I'm glad we're finally getting to do it. How you doing, Robbie? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. It's getting chilly down here in Texas, but you know, that happens in, in December. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I hear. But I'm from Illinois, and your cold is not like my cold. No, not at all. <laughs> we have more humidity here, I think, but y'all have the wind, so it's mm-hmm. six of one, half dozen the other. Yep. Neither are optimal. <laughs> so what's going on up there in, in Illinois these days? Uh, probably like most states, not too much. <laughs> uh, Illinois yeah. had, like went into phase three of lockdown, so not that I too much adventuring anyway, but with yeah, phase three, like there's not much you can do, even if you wanted to. So how is it down there? We're just like everything was pretty well opened back up, but like tomorrow will be day number seven that hospital beds have been at fifteen percent capacity. Uh strictly for COVID. So that's the threshold the governor had set. So as of tomorrow, like all restaurants and retail will be cut back to fifty percent again. Um, bars will be closed. You know, so if you get 51% of your revenue from sale of alcohol, you can't be open. So it's definitely trying times. That's for sure. Yeah. Hopefully that vaccine gets over here soon. That's what they're hoping. I mean, I heard, you know, they're talking about being able to get enough out for a lot of medical professionals by Christmas. So, yeah, that's good. I don't know how long it'll take to really mass produce a lot of it for the rest of us, but right. I heard something in March was going to be like a big milestone for when they start going out. Not a moment too soon. Yeah, definitely. At least we have, you know, some hope now we've got something on the horizon. We can look to, it's not just open-ended going, "Mm, well, we'll see. Right. All right, so uh, I guess you're not playing any live shows anytime in the near future, are you? No, and I never have, really. Oh, yeah, you're not much of a performing live, are you? No, I mean, it's just me. Um, And it's one of those things I've always, I shouldn't say always, but for a long time I have thought about doing it. Um, I don't know exactly how that would work. I thought about, you know, I don't know where I would do it, but find like a drummer 
and they could learn my songs. And then maybe it could just be like a two man show where you have like live drums and then me singing and playing guitar or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I haven't ever. Well, I say that, uh, a couple, no, I don't know. It's been three years ago now, probably I did do like a little solo show. Um, I sort of like a little, it was like a picnic at my work. Uh, so I, I brought my little PA system and played for maybe half an hour or so. Nice. Uh, but other than that, I've never really done any kind of shows, unfortunately. There was this young man, and I'm, I hate that I can't remember his name now, but it's been, oh God, four years ago or so since I saw him. He played this little uh, restaurant bar place that I used to go to once in a while. And uh, they had a little patio out there on like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. They always had live music back in the day. I have no idea what's going on with them now. But um, this one guy, he got up there and he had a lot of tracks, like pre-recorded tracks that he would play over. And he would play and sing, play guitar and sing. And he did everything under the sun from, you know, like some old classic rock to some like modern stuff to like things you wouldn't expect. Like he did a Taylor Swift song, just all kinds of crazy stuff, just everything. So it was it's pretty interesting. He's a heck of a talented kid, man. He could play the hell out of the guitar and sing and cover a wide variety of genres, even. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how anybody else would like it, but I've considered doing something similar, too, where just everything was pre-recorded except for, you know, my voice and guitar, maybe. Right. Uh, but I was just always, like, self-conscious about, like, you know, would anybody even enjoy seeing that because i feel like i don't know when i go to a show i don't know if i would like watching that you know if you're putting on a good show people will enjoy it yeah i just don't know i mean i don't know i'm i believe you that you know the person you're talking about i'm sure they did great but i don't well just speaking for myself i don't know if i could put on a good show you know when you're just i don't know how you could be very entertaining or how I could be very entertaining. I should say it might not be that, that much for the first few times you'd go, you try it, but work it out a little bit as you go. It's kind of like a comedian. You know, you have a one guy stand or woman stands up on the stage by themselves doing nothing but talking and that's their whole thing. And it's like one of the most naked things you can do. You're like totally exposed on the stage for everybody not physically, of course, <laughs> literally, but um, yeah, you're you're up there, and it's just all you, and it takes practice. I know several stand-ups, and uh, I've had a, a couple of guests on the show, and my brother's even tried to do some. I've wanted to, but I haven't gotten up the courage to try it yet, but it's they say that you're going to bomb. Like the first several times you go out, just expect to suck, and I can see it being the same, I don't know, similar type of deal. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of worried that that would happen and then i would just i don't know never do it again you just gotta get up there and do it again that's like all the comics i talk, I mentioned them again um you know they they all say the same thing they get up there and they bomb and they know they're gonna bomb they go out and they do it again you know they hit as many open mics as they can to work out their material sometimes jokes just don't work sometimes they haven't been vetted out fully yet so you just got to work it out and sometimes you get a bad crowd or sometimes you just flat suck because your timing's off and maybe you had something on your mind or whatever you know i've even heard like um 
think it was a uh, Joe Rogan actually was talking about going on stage on a big show. He was like a headliner, you know, touring around the country. And he went out. He'd watched something in the green room earlier that just was depressing as hell. And he said he couldn't get out of his head. And he like went out and totally bombed because he just wasn't in the right headspace. Yeah, I get that. You know, and he's making probably a hundred grand a show or more. You know, probably doing those yep. big shows like that, and, and he's still bombing at that level. So it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things. Like I've thought about that. Like, you know, there's like all these bands who, you know, that's their livelihood. That's where they make their money. So I'm sure there's. You know, all these bands just dying to be able to get back on the road playing shows and whatever. I wonder. I don't know. Like, I wonder, like, what that means for, like, someone like me. Like, because, I mean, being on lockdown, I have thought about that more. Like, just kind of practicing, uh, playing with myself, kind of imagining what that would be. Um, I don't even, I haven't planned it out too much. But I can just visualize myself on a stage um i don't know if it would be like an open mic night or if i would have to like um book myself as a band or i don't know all the logistics there but like i don't know like i wonder if like with all the big bands probably um you know touring and stuff if i if that would if that would like up my chances more or less because there's like you know all these people dying to see shows so maybe they would be more likely to be into whatever I do, you know? There's a market out there for it. It's just a matter of, does it make sense for you? Is that something you even want to do? If you don't even want to, then do what, do what works for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, I would like to try it, and it's one of those things, like, if I do bomb, I mean, I, I guess I can't say that I wouldn't try again, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely something on my mind. Cool. So, explain a little bit about your style of music. What is it? What is it that you do? Yeah. So I've never <laughs> talked to anybody about this really, like more than just you know a passing comment somewhere. But yeah, um, I try like each album. I try to have a different style. So like my most recent album, for example, that came out, uh, I don't know, was it October? It was in the last couple months. Uh, it was like all acoustic guitar, um, the drums, you know, there's like the, I used like a drum machine basically for that. Um, and it was probably like the most, for the most part, kind of the most kind of basic, normal kind of songs I've ever recorded. Um, but then some of my older stuff, um, I didn't even use like any kind of guitar at all. So like I know you're familiar with everyone I know who is an alcoholic. Like that's yeah. all electronic kind of dancey techno kind of sound. Um, I was into that sort of style for a while. And then um, sometimes I'll kind of have that electro sound uh, with also like some kind of metal hard rock kind of guitars. Um, I don't know. So I don't, I mean, I wish I did, but I don't think I really have a style. 
yeah, it's one of those that's kind of hard to pigeonhole, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it might be a little difficult to try to explain to someone who hasn't heard you, but once they hear you, like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I know another thing, though, is, um, again, not that I've talked to that many people about my music, but, like, when I know them as friends or whatever first, and then they hear my music, they're like, I guess, I don't they haven't said they don't like it, but they're just kind of surprised by it because, I don't know, I mean, I'm pretty... Uh, I guess kind of quiet and not very uh, aggressive or loud um, when you know speaking kind of calm or whatever but some of my songs it's kind of shouty and loud and aggressive and um, my 13 year old self comes out in my lyrics a lot and they're not used to that so yeah um I get that migration gets comes out sometimes. It depends on what song we're playing, though. Cause like I have a, a band that I'm in, and, and I'm a rhythm guitar player primarily. I have one song where I have a solo, but um, like yeah, it depends on the song. Sometimes that aggression really comes out. And it's it's therapeutic. I love band practice now because that's that's my therapy for the week. Mm-hmm. So so how did this style develop for you? I'm I'm curious. Well, again, it's one of those things like I don't even know which style you're referring to. Well, you've kind of got your own unique style. It's, there's elements of electronica and there's elements of hard rock and there's pop elements in there. And there's just a little bit of everything. Sure. So, yeah, I guess I can start from like, wow, I guess it's been almost 20 years ago now. Um, but I think. I started using what was called Fruity Loops at the time. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, it's been a while, okay. but yeah. Yeah. So kind of acquired a version of Fruity Loops. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I just kind of, you know, I mean, I still kind of agree to this to this day where, you know, especially like a drummer, for example, like you have to worry about them being off time just it's a machine it's a computer it's gonna be you know perfect so it's a good thing to start with i think but anyway so with that you know i feel like when you're dealing with like these program drums and you know these soft synths uh it's just really easy to get into that kind of like electronic techno sound um and i'm into that anyway um i like a lot of electronic bands so I don't think I was really trying to emulate any of them, but it was just a style that I was, you know, introduced to and I liked. So yeah, my early stuff was really weird. Uh, most people haven't heard most of the stuff I did for those first few years that I was making music like that. A lot of them, a lot of the pieces I was putting together, I wouldn't even call songs. They were like these minute-long, almost like audio experiments where there was like a drum beat there was some kind of like riffing going on um and then there would just be like some random uh like audio samples of from like movies or whatever just kind of weird stuff um but yeah so then from there i think it was probably mostly a result of um just getting better recording equipment then i started recording you know electric guitar um 
because I, yeah, I mean, I'm mostly into hard rock and metal and stuff like that. But, um, so then, yeah, I think, or I think about it, my style has evolved with my recording setup. So, and that was part of the reason why I did that acoustic album, even though I'm not totally satisfied with how it sounded. Um, but I was thinking it would sound good because I have a decent rig going on with microphones and things. Um, whereas, you know, 15 years ago, my recording setup, there's no way I would have been able to get anything good recording like a, you know, like miking an acoustic guitar. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah, it's just interesting. I enjoy hearing people's journeys of how they got to where they're at. And everybody's journey is completely unique. Yeah. But yeah, I would say if I did have a style, um, I would like to do like some more aggressive kind of shouty vocals and like, you know, these kind of bleepy bloopy uh you know synthesizers going on and like some you know metal guitars and stuff like that i haven't even really tried that ever um at least recorded it but that's something i would like to do something like um are you familiar with static x yeah yeah so like that kind of style is what i would like to do not forever but you know maybe do an album in that style that would be that's a good goal of mine well, that's the great thing about not being, you know, subject to being, you know, stuck in a specific genre. You can do whatever you want, and your next album could be something completely different. You, you just did, you did an acoustic one. You could do a, a like an industrial metal type sounding one. You could come back and do um, something that's more like folksy. It just it run. You can do whatever you want. That's what the beauty of the. The way the industry is today, you can self-publish and put out anything you want at any time. It's just a matter of will you, your fans cross over? Like the people that like the industrial sound, will they, are they going to like the folksy sound? You know, maybe, maybe not. That's okay. Yeah, um, definitely. I totally agree with that. Um, I think it's also a benefit of just being like a solo artist. If I had a band, I feel like exploring different genres would be tougher. But since it's just me, it's like, you know, I just do whatever I want. Exactly. And you're right. It is a little bit tougher to explore some different stuff because you've got a band that has a sound like mine. We have a, we have a fairly kind of have a like 90s to early 2000s kind of hard rock vibe going on, but a little unique because there's so many different or there's five of us in the band and we all have our own unique influences. Like our drummers are all into industrial and um Various other things. He has a, a pad that has samples in it that he plays at the beginnings of and during some of our songs and whatnot. So we've got a lot of different elements going on there. But, but I, you know, I can still do stuff on my own from home and do my own solo work, which I'm I've been starting to do as of late. So you're still not locked in a hundred percent. Yeah, sure. It's fun. I just like making music, no matter what kind it is. Yep, me too. So you've been doing it for, you said, around 20 years now, right? Yeah. Makes me feel old, but yeah, it's been about that long. Trust me, I have a, I have my 
my oldest guitar is my acoustic I got for my 15th birthday. Um, my next birthday, that will have been 35 years ago. <laughs> so, nice. So I understand. But I was just an amateur for a long time. I just kind of picked around with it. I always had that acoustic. And I picked up an electric in, back in like 2000. And I started messing around with a little bit. I had a little electric guitar and a little practice amp. And I tinkered with it some here and there. And it wasn't until about maybe five or six years ago that I really kind of started trying to get serious about it and go i really really do want to learn how to play so i'm fairly new to the game here myself Hmm. that's cool yeah i've been playing for a while but i wouldn't say i'm good at like well anything but guitar especially like but i think i'm pretty good at what i do which i mean isn't very you know complex or hard or anything but like i feel like the stuff i like to play i'm good at um, which I don't know, probably isn't impressive to other people, but I mean, it satisfies me. I'm in the same boat. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot of like, you know, Metallica riffs and stuff way back in the day, but just, I would just learn riffs, not even whole songs, just like little yeah. chunks here and there. So yep, I hardly know any f- full songs except for the songs from my band and ones I've worked on on my own. Yeah. I remember, um, some of my, earlier like uh, internet memories was being able to find the you know your tablature with like all these songs and i it was awesome to be able to just download those and like play off of them i just print off hundreds and hundreds of all these songs that i liked and trying to learn how to play them nice i'm, I'm just now starting to i had a moment here recently where i was i was on halloween actually I went to a, uh, out to a friend of mine's house. He lives out in the country, and he had a couple of relatives over, and we built a bonfire, you know, just kind of chilled around out in the country. And uh, I took my acoustic with me, and I realized I don't really know what to play on this thing out here. I don't know any, like, campfire songs. So I recently started doing that, too, and I'm now I'm thinking about trying to put together of a, a just a little quick, like, EP of about four or five, maybe just acoustic covers. So Awesome. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I first kind of mm-hmm. brainstormed my acoustic album, I was thinking like, oh, this will be really easy, um, really fast, because I'm not going to have like a lot of, you know, synths or anything, it's like too much layering or anything like that. I'll be able to bang this out in a couple months. But it ended up taking me maybe eight months or so. Yeah, it's not a fast process, is it? No, not for me at least. Like I did one um, mm-hmm. featured spot for a, an EDM artist actually in Holland. You, you might have seen him on Twitter. His name he goes by Hipster Pug. He's actually a guest on the podcast a while back, and he was do, putting together a new album. And I'd offer to say, hey, you know, if you ever need like a guitar riff or something like that, you know, let, let me know. I'll try to put something together for you. And he's like, absolutely. Actually, yes, I'm looking for that for this upcoming album, the intro track on it. So we got together and we put we did that. And it took me forever to get that recorded to figure out what I wanted to play over it. And, you know, because he sent me just the basic beat of it. And it took me forever to put that together. But I finally got it. And it's it's out now. So it's cool. It's actually the first pro- re- actual professional recording that's out there that I'm actually on. <laughs> My band doesn't have any recordings out yet. Oh, wow. 
you're gonna record or that's the plan we're trying to get that set up right now um we just we're actually trying to get some shows booked for next year so we can kind of get back in the swing of things because mm-hmm. I'm, i don't know people have listened to very many episodes of this show you're probably tired of hearing about it but we had a couple of lineup changes and then we had a tornado that hit our practice studio so we were uh, the band's been around for four and a half years i've been a member for about a year and a half of that but at least six months of that we were not able to play so <laughs> yeah yeah like that's really interesting to me like so you you are able to like book shows now for next year yeah we're we're booking we could book one there are places open now you can book oh so it's it's fairly it's i start it's fairly limited but actually it's opened up quite a bit here now we we could probably if we wanted to, we're not really anxious to get out there just yet, but if we wanted to, we could probably be playing a show every weekend right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I mean, that's cool, but it's kind of surprising me because of, yeah. you know. Yeah, of course, because of everything's going on. But <laughs> but then, of course, it's, it's opened up that much, but now we've got a, this spike in cases again. But it's been open like that for months here, for a couple months. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know, they reopened bars, I guess, about two months ago, but a lot of like places like restaurants and bars or restaurant and bar and grill places that don't make 51% of their sales on alcohol, they could still be open. So, And a lot of them have stages, and we're, at, we're booking acts. So. so how's the crowd work? Like, do they socially distance or – I've only checked out one, and yeah, they were like every other table was kind of blocked off, or they no, they just had them like kind of spread further apart, little hot tops like out around the stage, and then, but like people were just gathered up shoulder to shoulder at the bar. It was kind of funny, but but then the people on the stage are you know they're fifteen twenty feet away from somebody, so they're okay up there. You know, you take your mask off when you're on on stage, but everybody's masked up and staying fairly distanced. You know, when they're not up on the actual stage. But people sit at their table and take their mask off so they can drink and stuff. So eat. I don't know. It seems a little, a little weird. Yeah, a little unsafe, I would say. Hmm. I mean, it's like restaurants right now, and they've been open for a long time. And it's, once you get set down at your table, you can take your mask off and. Your wait, wait staff has a mask on, but you're sitting there with whoever you're talking with at your table with no masks. And some of them have put up, you know, taller like plexiglass dividers between the booths so they can, you know, double them up and actually use all of them. But before they were like having to block off every other one. So, mm-hmm. and it looks like we'll be back down to 50% again starting probably tomorrow. So. Anyway. I'm just looking forward to getting out there and getting on the stage and getting some more stage time under my belt. I don't have a lot. So. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, have you how much live experience do you have? I've done one show. We played six songs. How'd that go? Oh, it went really well. But that was that's my one and only time live on the stage. Huh. And I'm looking forward to getting back up there. I'm jonesing for it now. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Is I bet like all these bands are just kind of dying to get back playing. Oh, absolutely. It 
I know some people are up in New York where they've been they were locked down hard. Like they couldn't even leave their house except for essentials, mm-hmm. and they were they were frustrated. They couldn't even get together to practice or anything. And like this all started in March, and like by by the end of May, we were able to get back into our practice facility. funny thing is was it just reopened like the week they started shutting everything down because of covid because after the tornado <laughs> yeah that's 2020 for you yep the, the, the tornado, tornado was last october that kind of kicked everything off but it took them about six months to get the place rebuilt and ready to go again <laughs> So, what are you doing to promote yourself? Um, well, as a general rule, I usually don't at all. Um, and that's kind of on purpose, because that's something... Well, I say that, but... So, one thing I did do for this recent acoustic album, um, I didn't turn out the way I wanted to for multiple reasons, but I put out like a, I guess you would call a music video. Um, it was kind of a split between like me, you know, playing the song on guitar and singing. And then there would be some cuts to me doing other stuff and whatever. Um, and that was the first time I'd ever even made something like that and put on YouTube. So, did that and I posted a link around Twitter and I've got a Facebook page that I don't use except to post links like that. Um, and that seemed to do pretty well for me at least. Um, like it was getting a lot of, uh, you know, likes and views and comments and things. Um, but I think the reason for that was, I mean, number one, I know any post with a video is going to do better than just a simple, you know, one or two sentence post like I usually do. But I think the biggest reason was just because, like, I'm in it, my face is in it, because uh, I don't, I never post pictures or videos of myself ever. So I think, like, especially especially people that like know me and they see my face and the thumbnail and the video or whatever. They're like, Whoa, what's this? And they're like all excited about it, even though, I mean, I'm not much to look at, but I think it was just the, they knew like, Oh, I'm kind of surprised that you did this sort of thing. Um, so that was how I promoted my new album, I guess. Um, I don't know how well it did other. I mean, I know how well that video kind of performed. Um, I don't know how well that promoted myself at all. Other than that, um, I guess a couple times over the years, I'll do the um, like the paid ads on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, with that, with all the analytics, you can see like how many people see it. And all that, but very little uh, engagement. So, yeah, but it's one of those things like that's about it. Like every so often I'll, you know, 
post a little uh, something on my website, and then I'll just sort of like a blog post. Um, like when I'm something, I don't know if this is like a promotion type of thing, but whenever I'm working on an album, um, I try to like every week or two, I'll like post a little update about you know what I've been working on, like kind of how the album's sounding, whatever. And I'll post that out on Twitter and Facebook. Again, very little engagement there. So I don't know. I guess I'm not very good at promoting myself. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is. A lot of people don't do a lot of promoting. and but at, at least you, you, know, you seem to understand that if I wanted to get more eyeballs <laughs> on my, or more ears on my stuff, I'd need to promote it more. A lot of people think they just, just record something and, Throw it out there, throw up a YouTube video, and the world the world's gonna come to it. That's not how it works, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. And then I have a kind of a weird situation because for the longest time, uh, like I didn't put any of my music out there until 2015, I believe. Like I had recorded albums before that that were done, but I mean, essentially nobody had heard them. Like you wouldn't be able to find them on the internet anywhere. Um, but then starting in 2015, I put out a new album and then what I did for the next few years was I went back to my old albums, kind of remastered them for lack of a better word. And then just kind of would kind of stagger those releases, um, kind of year by year, um, like alternating with a new album so like 2015 was a new album. I think I put out an older album in 2016, another old album in 2017, and then I think it was a new album in 2018. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But so, yeah. And then back to everyone I know is an alcoholic, which I mean, I don't know, but I feel like that song is kind of synonymous with me for better or worse. Cause I, I mean, it's a fine song, but I guess I'd rather be known for some other songs. But anyway, that song I recorded in 2006, 2007, I want to say. Um, and that song was available in the video game rock band where, you know, kind of like a guitar hero thing where you can play the notes and things. And that's how, I mean, if I have any claim to fame, it's that. Because um, I sold hundreds of downloads of that song in Rock Band. Um, and yeah, like even uh, Harmonix, who's the developer that makes that game, they said, you know, all you bands, artists that are that have your songs in Rock Band, it's a good idea to put your songs out there, like on Spotify, Amazon, whatever. Because apparently they had found that when people uh, play or find the songs in Rock Band, they'll also go out and try to find your music elsewhere just to listen to. But like I said, I didn't put out any of my music until 2015, like six, seven years later, whatever. So that is like a regret I have. I feel like if I had put out those songs, like that album at least, um, around 2007, 2008, I'd probably have 
a bigger fan base. Uh, I don't know if I have a fan base now, but if I do, um, I feel like it would be exponentially bigger if I had just started putting out my music sooner. I'm sure, but you know, we live and we learn, right? Yeah, but I guess it's just one of those things. Like I feel like I almost, not that I ever had any uh, expectations or even a real dream of being like super successful, but there was some buzz around, you know, that song um, in 2007, 2008, and I feel like, like I said, I feel like I'm almost synonymous with that song. So. I feel like if my music was out there, people could have, you know, followed me on Spotify and whatever, and they would have been more likely to kind of keep up with my releases. Whereas now it's like, it seems the like moment has passed on. Huh? Yeah, but another uh, kind of interesting thing is, um, and this is almost entirely just based on my Spotify stats, is I get a decent amount of plays there. And they're all, they're mostly, at least, um, just kind of like random hits that people are like, I don't know how they're finding my songs, but they're not like necessarily followers of me. So I don't know how they're even finding my stuff. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of little things like that that's interesting to me, just as like a statistical thing. Is it interesting? I know like getting... Getting featured in games is huge. People, people really do get a lot of traction off that. Um, be it like Need for Speed or something along those lines, or but even especially in a game like that, it's a guitar-based game. It's a music-based game, so the people that are playing it are more into the music. So the music is the game. It's not just like a side thing that you're listening to while you play. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it has been. I don't know. I mean, I don't expect to be, you know, featured in like some big game like that. But even if it's just some kind of like little independent game, I think it would be awesome to have like make original music for like a like a little independent game. Um, it would be cool. Yeah, I was in talks with somebody earlier in the year because I think it was like a Twitter trend where it wasn't just like a video game or music thing. It was just like oh, post you know, kind of a simple dream you have or whatever. And then I said like, Oh, it'd be cool to have, um, to like put music in a video game or something like that. And then shortly after, um, this, uh, band Twitter account that I follow, I guess they, this, I don't know if it's their main, uh, gig or whatever, but I know they have, they produce quite a bit of music for like little, you know, independent games. Um, and they reached out to me and they started saying like they might be able to help me with that. But I don't know. I haven't heard from them in a few months, so I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, unfortunately. You never know. I'm actually in talks right now with, with, with someone to, about doing a, a track for an indie film. That's uh, like an independent horror film. That's going to be kind of fun. I hope, hope it comes together. It'll be probably six months to a year before anything comes of it because of his schedule and ours, but I think it'd be kind of fun to to work, do something like that. Just do an original piece for something like that. Yeah. Like how did that happen? Did someone just, uh, a mutual friend. Of, yeah. A mutual friend that's actually been in a couple of his movies and 
my band and was like, hey, you should talk to my, my uh, producer guy over here. So, or director guy, rather. I mean, so here we are. Yeah, that's cool. I guess I kind of forget about this, but I've made kind of the intro and outro music for a lot of podcasts. I should say a lot, but a handful. Um, which, <laughs> coincidentally, you uh, asked me about using everyone I know as an alcoholic for one of your podcasts. Yeah, one that I have yet to get actually get going. So Yeah. Um, that's kind of a funny thing to me. It's kind of whatever, but it seems like whenever a podcast you know, group wants to use one of my songs, um, which I think it's always been an original piece. Like they've kind of reached out to me um, with what they wanted. And then I make it, uh, it seems like it's almost like a curse because they're, uh, I know one podcast specifically, I think they only had one episode oh, and no. they stopped. Um, but yeah, there's that been a lot. The, the podcast podcast landscape is just littered with shows that had you know two or three episodes, maybe six, and then they stopped. Yeah, I mean this specific one was kind of weird because they had been doing another podcast like every week without fail for a really long time, but then they wanted to do this kind of offshoot kind of podcast, and uh, but yeah, apparently they didn't want to. They just lost interest or something i don't know why they didn't want to do it um it's a lot my, yeah, my, but, my brother actually has a podcast and he was he has a song that like his uh his co-host it was a song from a band he was in a long time ago it's like uh like a heavy like grindcore type, <laughs> type song and it's like not really fitting with their it's a com- <laughs> podcast about comedy but it's, it's kind of funny because my brother's into really heavy stuff too but um like heavier than me but he uh he was mentioning to me just recently that he wanted uh, something a little different he has an, an idea of what he wants maybe i need to get y'all two together see if you can figure something out they've got that podcast it's been going longer than mine so it's been going since middle of 2019 they're a little sporadic but they keep they keep putting out more episodes every once in a while that they'll go for a while they'll be putting out several then then it may be two or three weeks before they have another one you just never never really know yeah I've always kind of thought about doing a podcast, but I guess number one, I don't know what it would be about. And then number two, I I don't know if anybody would listen to it. Yeah, that's still, nobody's going to listen at first. And But the thing is that once people find you, if they like you, they tend to go back and listen to some of the older episodes too. So those older episodes will eventually get some listens, but never as much as some of the newer stuff. So. Right. A lot of people like podcasts. It takes six months to a year before you really start gaining any traction, really start getting any decent listenership, and that's if you're really doing well. Like I, I was going at it just for right at six months, and then I dropped the ball. It's been two months or more since I actually published an episode, but I'm jumping back into it now, and I've just edited two episodes for the next couple of weeks. I've got a couple coming out, so here we go. We're back at it again. Cool. 
and I was starting to get some traction, but not a lot. It was I couldn't on the day I would publish, it would spike, and then if I got around to going in there and sending some tweets out about some older episodes, they'd get some more play. But it takes a lot of work to really get it going, and I have never dedicated the work to getting the shows in front of people as much. You know, just like you were saying with your music, not promoting it a lot. And I know better because that's what I do is promote stuff. But I've had so much, you know, issues with help working with trying to get my band going and everything else. And it's trying to promote this has been it was not my first priority, and it should have been. But all in due time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Like it sounds like if you want to play shows and stuff, I don't know if you'll have time. But I feel oh, like, I'll make time. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, like, I imagine, hopefully, say early next year, you know, there'll be these bands wanting to play, wanting promotion, and they, you know, I feel like that'd be a good opportunity for you to help them. That's the plan, at least. Yeah. Help myself and help others at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Like everything I do, it, it all helps to support everything else. That's that's the plan. That the podcast, it helps to support you know my endeavors. It helps build my personal brand plus the, the agency that I'm working on starting as well. And I'm still maintaining a day job, and I have the band, and I have my solo work. And so it's it's a lot, but you know it's it's all fun stuff. So it's not really like work. Doing this is not this is not work. This is this is two dudes hanging out and having a conversation. Right. Same thing with music. It's a group of guys that are all good friends that get together and make a lot of noise. <laughs> yep. Cool. Good times. Well, that sounds like a pretty good spot to wrap up on. Before we get going, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, Robbie? Sure. So. I mean, I'm mostly active on Twitter. So, you know, twitter.com slash Robbie Suave. Um, and I've got a Facebook page. Like I said, I don't really, I'm not on there too much because I'm not really into Facebook. And then I have a website, RobbieSuave.com. Um, I post kind of bigger, I won't say essays, but like small little um I guess a small essay. There's a word for a small essay, but yeah, I'll post stuff on there. Um, I have been wanting to post some more videos on YouTube. I've been getting some, a few more subscribers there recently. So that kind of is a kick in the butt for me to try to make some more videos. So again, Robbie Suave there. In fact, I'm probably Robbie Suave pretty much anywhere. So follow me on Spotify, Twitter, wherever it doesn't matter i appreciate you having me on or i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate you coming on and talking <laughs> with me today wow i'm reverting back to my uh, to being a guest here <laughs> you so you want to run the show here for me now first <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is how i get my start in making podcasts there you go Anyway, I wanted to let you know, I'll, I'll be linking, and everybody else, I'll be linking this up. All your links will be in the show notes, on the show notes page on uh, autonomytalent.com. And it'll also be in the description in your podcast player. So you can link up and find Robbie wherever you wherever you like to hang out, be it Facebook, Twitter, whatever. So, 
Well, man, I'll be appreciated again, and we'll have to do this again soon. Yeah, sure. This was my first time ever having like an interview like this, so awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Well, have a good rest of your evening, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. Whether you're listening as you're commuting to work or as you're washing the dishes or mowing the yard, we greatly appreciate you listening and helping us to support indie artists everywhere. Be sure to follow us all over social. You can find us at Autonomy Pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also at Autonomy Talent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. Or you simply just go to AutonomyTalent.com slash links. From there we have links to where you can listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, be it the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Play Music, or even Stitcher. And also, there's the Podbean app. They are our hosting service, and they do have their own app. So if you grab the Podbean app, you can actually catch our show as well as many other podcasts. And lastly, if you go to that links page and you still don't see your favorite podcasting app, the one that you like to use, just drop me a note, and I'll be sure it gets added to whatever player you like to use. To send me a message, just go to Autonomy Talent on either Twitter or Instagram and drop me a quick DM letting me know which app you like to use and I will go immediately or as soon as I can and add our feed to that app. And while we're on the subject of sending me a message, if you are an artist and you would like to be interviewed for this show or have your works featured on the Indie Artist Spotlight episodes that we release on Wednesdays and the occasional Fridays, Drop me a line, same way, Twitter or Instagram, and let me know that you'd like to be featured. Shoot me a link with some of your work, and I'll take a look at it, and we'll see what we can do about getting you on the show. And that wraps up yet another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcasts. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoy this half as much as I do, because for me, it's it's a ball getting to talk to these amazing artists and getting to feature their works on the spotlight episodes that we do. It's just, it's just fun. So I hope you're having fun with it as well, and we're going to keep cranking these things out. So in closing, remember to always live intentionally.